everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the This Teacher Life podcast, where right now, some of you might be listening to it on audio, and some of you might be watching this on video. Because we as humans are consuming information differently right now, I wanted to do an actual video recording of this as well. This is not something that I normally do um, for the podcast, but... Because we are using our screens and because computer life is now part of this teacher life, I wanted to also give you guys some visuals and give you options on how to consume content right now because that's exactly what we are doing with our students right now. We are giving them options. A lot of our students are consuming the information that we are delivering to them via a Chromebook or a computer or an iPad. And then there are also some of our students who are consuming information and learning via a packet or a worksheet. And guess what? Both of those are totally okay because both of those are crushing it during COVID. And that's what we are talking about on today's episode. This is kind of like part two or part three, however you want to look at it, of crushing it as teachers during COVID. What can we do? What are we providing to our students? What are we providing to our families? And that's what I want to dive into during today's episode. So let's get rolling. Only in our world is this normal. friends, it's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. All right, so a few weeks ago, I told you a little bit about what that first week of remote learning looked like for my students. And I think for all of us in our first week, we had no idea what we were doing. And and that was okay. The states didn't know what they were doing. Our governors didn't know. Our, uh, our principals and our superintendents didn't know. And that was absolutely okay because... This was brand new. And I think there was a lot of that teacher pressure to absolutely excel at this within our first couple of days. And what I will say as a profession, we as teachers did such a good job of saying, no, we don't really know what this looks like. No, we don't really know um, how this is gonna roll out, but let's get started. I'm gonna try things. Um, And so I don't know where you're at with this, but I am on about week three. And am I crushing it? No, it's still really, really new. But do I feel like I'm getting into a groove and my students are starting to respond and like I'm starting to gain a little momentum? Yeah, I think so. And I think that just comes with time. So I don't know where you're at on the timeline of this, but I need you to know that wherever you fall, it's okay because we have to be doing a few things. One, connecting with kids. Two, communicating effectively. And three, 
showing insane amounts of compassion. That's that's what our career looks like right now. And if you think about that, man, that is not any different than what we usually do in a classroom. Am I right or am I right? I mean, hello, we're ringing some bells today. And you know what? I want you to show a little compassion for yourself and for ourselves as we continue to look like this. Like, I don't know what's happening with my hair, but here it is, fluffy as can be and rocking that. So what I want to do is dive in a little bit to tell you about what I'm doing on my week three. Um, I actually just got back from my school and worked on the next set of packets for packet pickup. Um, but I want to show you what I was doing for my like week two slash three. Okay, let's, I mean, your phone's going off. Is your, like, I feel like every notification possible is going off right now. Are you hearing more? email dings and text message notifications and Google Classroom update. I mean, the amount of noises that we are hearing is crazy. I could do a whole nother episode on like <laughs> canceling noises and getting focused. But uh, I wanna show you what I did um, for a couple of weeks ago. And so I'm in the process of grading, which looks totally different now than it ever has as well. But one common practice that I have in my classroom, and if you've ever heard me do live PD or maybe you've done an online course with me before, you know about my concept called a quack. A question you answer carefully, kids. And I got the whistle and I got like, uh, it's like it's like the mighty ducks on an educational level. It's incredible. If you don't, if you haven't heard about this, you're we gotta get connected so you can hear about this. But anyways, that was something that I already did in my classroom and I did not want that to disappear for my students. I'm really trying to create consistency and normalcy for my students. So if they're used to quacks in my classroom, guess what I want in my remote learning classroom? Quacks. They're gonna look different. They're gonna sound different, like auditorially. I'm, they, they're not, there's not a duck whistle right now, but I want there to be some level of normalcy. So what I did, was uh, and your school district might kind of be on the same page right now or, or your state is this is not a time to teach new content. This is a time to re-emphasize what we've already been teaching kids. Like let's take those skills that we have already developed and let's level those up. Let's not reintroduce new things and cause all of that. Let's re reintroduce things that we've already been teaching. So let's reteach. Hello, we're so good at that as teachers. So um, I want to kind of let you in on something that I did with my students. Um, and I'm going to post these. So if you're not watching the video version of this, I'm going to upload all of this into the show notes for the podcast. But one thing that I've been seeing a lot of right now are really inaccurate. There are them notifications again. Oh, my God. But uh, really inaccurate charts and graphs. And it's not from a specific news source. It's not from, from any one uh, channel. This is coming from multiple news sources on multiple platforms. Their charts and graphs are cringy, like literally cringe-worthy. And as a science teacher, what I've been doing is screenshotting them, or I have been um, like uh, pausing my TV and taking a picture of my TV because as a science teacher, I want my students to look at these charts and graphs and then use the concepts that we have talked about in class to say like, oh girl, that's not okay. 
That is not what a pie chart should look like. What are they doing with that y-axis? Like, I want them to look at this and generate a conversation based off of things that we have learned. So uh, I found one recently. And again, this is stuff that's just coming through your newsfeed already. You're on the Facebook. You're on the Twitter. You're on the Instagram. Maybe you're on the TikTok. But finding things that are already existing, kids are already exposed to, and saying, what can I do with that piece of content? What can I do with that chart or that graph or that piece of literature? And so uh, it's making it relevant to their life and relevant to right now. So I want you to be on the lookout for that. And I'll post this so you can actually see this. Another one, oh my God, these are so good. These are streaming through your, especially on Facebook, seen a lot of these in your news feeds. Have you seen these little riddles where, you know, you got like three sets of shoes and that's worth 30 and you got a dude and a dude and a pair of shoes and that's worth 20. And then you've got like, nobody knows if these are neckties, flippers, who knows what these are, but it's these little riddles and they're kind of going viral and you have to share because you have to mathematically figure out what is the value of the question mark. And it is incredible the attention to detail that you need to have in these. Again, attention to detail, that's something that great scientists do. They pay attention to those details. But that's, that's a skill set that's ingrained into every single class subject. English, we're paying attention to the details within the text. Social studies, we're finding those details that matter on a map. Math, you better believe that we're paying attention to like parentheses, multiplication, addition, subtraction. What do we do first? So I took one of those and I had my students solve it. And then yesterday in our go-to meeting, we, we gathered as a class like I want to give a huge shout out to my students. Oh my God, huge shout out, shout out to my students. I met with 50 students in like a like a face-to-face -face virtual setting yesterday. God love these kids. They're getting up. They're, I mean, they're sleeping in, but they're getting up. Most of my uh, virtual classes are starting around 10 a.m., 9 to 10 a.m., but they're getting up. They're rolling out, out of the bed. They're participating. They're asking questions like, I love it. And yesterday in my go-to meeting with my students, we had so many kids going through this. They're like, I got it, Ms. G. I got the answer. I totally know what that was worth. And then they gave their answers. And a kid is like, wait, that dude had the shoes on. Or wait, I think that dude is holding the neckties. Or wait, is that a multiplication sign? I thought they were all addition signs. And it's like... Boom, these are the conversations that we would be having in class. And what a beautiful thing that we are now having them in a classroom setting that's a little bit different. Friends, we can get caught up on the fact that this is different. This is not what it's supposed to be like. This is not what I signed up for. This is not what education is supposed to be. Or we can flip that and say, gosh darn it, I'm gonna try my hardest to make this happen. And it's not gonna be perfect. And it's not gonna be pretty. And half the time, I'm not even gonna know if my microphone is on or off I you know like there's so many things that are gonna go wrong but there are so many things that can go right if we just lean into this process and I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying it's it's not stressful it's all of those things but friends I want to be very clear on something right now we need to replace the fear with fun we need to replace the stress with silly and we need to replace the worry with wonder.
These are our responsibilities as teachers right now. And our kids are going through them. They have fear. They have stress. They have worry. But what can we do to make our classroom settings come alive and offer the silly, offer the fun, offer the wonder in the same way that we would in a normal classroom setting? We're just remixing it. Gosh, as teachers, we are awesome at this. You are awesome at this. You are awesome at taking things that are able to connect with kids and transforming it. And this is just one really cool experiment into that. Another thing, if, if maybe you don't teach science and you're like, I don't know if I could use the pie chart or these little riddles. Um, there are some really cool uh, web websites out there that um, just cause kids to think. And as I was preparing a quarantine or coronavirus lessons, whatever you want to call it, I was thinking a lot about, I want my kids to just be thinking. I want my kids to be processing information. And even if it's not about ecology, that's what we were studying before we left in my middle school classes. Or maybe it's not about physics, which is what we were studying in my high school class. What can I do to cause my kids to think? That's what we want. We don't want them sitting on the Netflix for 14 hours or playing the Fortnite until four in the morning. We know kids are doing that, but what can we do to get their brains just firing off again? So I wanna just read a sample one that I put on the quack question of the day. Um, and it was really simple and it was really interesting to hear what kids came up with. It said a man is sitting in his cabin in Colorado. Three hours later, he gets out of his cabin in Texas how is this possible? And so we had a really great conversation of like, what do you mean by cabin? And so we talked about, well, what could a cabin look like? And I was getting on my whiteboard. I don't know if you have one of these, but I had a whiteboard and we were writing down notes and we were doing things like that as I would in a normal classroom setting. Like, yes, there is a screen that separates us, but trying to find just some normalcy. I've loved seeing how teachers are using like their shower. Um, they're like, base their baseboards I don't know of a shower uh or using the front of a dishwasher or something like that as a whiteboard dang the creativity that's happening is bonkers and I love it so we we started brainstorming on this and we talked it out and spoiler alert I'm about to give you the answer to this but we uh figured out as a class that cabin most likely meant airplane and the guy was most likely a pilot or the woman was most likely a pilot. And then there was some argumentation a little bit from my high school kids. And they're like, well, could be a semi driver because semis have cabins. So then we literally got on like uh, the Google Maps to see like, could you get from Colorado to Texas in three hours? And we did, we mapped it out. If you were in the very far uh, right corner of... Colorado and you went to the very tip top uh, left hand side of Texas you could get there in three hours so we had this really great thinking process in this debate and I loved it because it was kids thinking it was kids engaging it was kids laughing it was kids throwing each other under the bus and be like dude no you cannot you cannot somebody could not drive in a semi and like it was that camaraderie that we would have in the classroom and I know that so many kids need that. We know that. 
Kids need consistency. Kids don't need camaraderie. Kids need communication and compassion. There are so many things that kids need and we are providing it because you're crushing it during the corona. All right, it is time for a fun fact of this episode. And I know a lot of us are living this teacher life not wearing our K-12 professional right now. Our attire is completely different. So here's a confession, here's my fun fact. I am absolutely that teacher who has not put on pants with a button in close to a month now. I know that like it, you feel better and you work better when you are like looking good, but I'm, I feel good and I feel like I can work just fine wearing sweatpants. I, I'm often putting something a little bit more professional on top, but if you see a dress shirt or maybe a nicer half zip on top, I'm gonna go ahead and promise you that there are sweatpants or squishy pants on the bottom. Just wanted to be real with you. Guys, I'm going to upload all of these documents into um, the notes or into the blog. And if you're watching this on a computer right now, um, I'll have a link somewhere in here for you guys to check this out. But my main message of this episode was simply this, to remind you that you're doing a great job, that you are still connecting with kids, that we can still reach them through a computer. And if you don't really know how to get that ball rolling, if you don't really know how to get kids engaged, my number one recommendation, and so many teachers are already doing this, and kudos to you, is don't start talking about quack questions when you get on those calls with kids. Don't start by reading a book. Don't start by asking if kids have everything turned into Google Classroom. Don't start in that way. Start in a super normal way start by being like all right i'm gonna take attendance and if you're here i want you to unmute your mic and i want you to tell me what the last thing that you ate for dinner was tell me your most favorite thing about quarantine so far instead of starting with all right we're gonna go ahead and get rolling um so do you guys have any questions about the work stinking no start with the personal connection Ask them, give them a second, if, especially if they're young, give them a second to like get into the mic and do this, right? Or get into the camera and be like, Miss Angela, can you see me? Can you see? Like, give them a second to do that, all right? They need that because they're kids. They need that because this is new and different. You need that too. You need that little bit of frustration. Where are the kids? I've got high school kids who are literally, they're in my uh, go-to meeting, so my video meeting, and they're like this. And I'm like, I, I can see you on your cell phone. They're like, yeah. I need that because that's normal. You know what else? It's so funny. Like the other day, this kid, he had it set up where he was looking at the camera, but I noticed he kept being like this. He kept going like this, kind of like shifting his head a little bit. And he had something like below his hands and I couldn't quite figure out what it was. And at one point he was like, oh. And he lifted his hands up like this. He had his computer sitting right in front of his television. And he was playing stinking video games. But, like, he had totally fooled me because he was, like, staring at the computer monitor. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I got frustrated for a millisecond. And I thought, Monica, be thankful that he is here. There are some students who didn't log on. There are some students that can't log on. He showed up. And that's cool. All right? So, guys... I wanna, I wanna 
end with one final reminder. I said it before and I'll say it again. Number three goals, three major goals is to turn fear into fun. To replace that stress with a little bit of silly. And to turn that worry into a little bit of wonder. I wonder right now what May is going to look like. So many of us watching and listening right now don't know what that's going to look like. So many of us watching and listening already know that their school is canceled for the remainder of the year in a traditional setting. Some of us don't even know what the rest of the summer is going to look like. But I do know this. I know that you're crushing it as a teacher. And I know that Corona can't stop us from having a passionate career with kids. Friends, I want to leave you actually with one final thought. If you are enjoying this type of motivation, if you are enjoying this type of listening, if you are one of those teachers who's already looking ahead to August and thinking like, oh my gosh, what does that look like? I want to let you in on a secret that I haven't really talked about yet. It is going to be stinking amazing. For the first time ever, I am taking the awesome conference for teachers online. This is a conference that I have led now for multiple years, and it's usually in a live setting in little rural towns in Illinois. But with everything going on, I didn't want Corona to crush our spirits as teachers. And I knew that we were gonna need something this summer. And I knew that this summer is still a little bit up in the air. So I wanted to be proactive with you and say, guys, let's take the awesome conference for teachers and put it online. And if you're already wondering about August, and your teacher brain can't shut off, but you're also wanting to truly enjoy this summer, then the awesome conference for teachers online is for you. It's gonna be this beautiful balance of let's enjoy summer, because we deserve it. And let's make sure that we are going to have the most amazing August that we've ever had, because our kids deserve it. And how can we take those, those things and smash them together and learn and love and laugh while wearing swimwear? this summer like you can learn in your swimwear it is going to be an incredible online conference and i want to personally invite you to check it out you can go to monicagenta.com slash summer enrollment has started and man i'm pumped up here's the thing if we can't be in a live setting we have to figure out what is the next best thing and we've already done that for our students right now what can we do it as learners and teachers for ourselves this summer? Friends, thanks so much for being a part of this episode. Continue doing what you are doing and loving this teacher life.